Does this sound pretty much sum up your relationship right now? If you and your partner have been separated by the border closures and travel bans of the pandemic, that's pretty much how you've been doing your relationship. Okay, turn that shit off. It is much too triggering. A lot of people haven't been able to see their partners in a long time. And for many, it's left long distance going long term. A travel ban will be placed on all non-residents, non-Australian citizens coming to Australia. And when it's impossible to plan and the end of all of this still seems so far from reach, it could be years, you might be wondering if the relationship is worth it. And if you decide it is, is there a way that you can make it all feel less stressful? Nat Tendich here. And in this episode, we're going to learn why long-distance relationships are actually so hard, according to science. Hear your successful and not-so-successful long-distance relationship stories and help you work that out. Is it worth it? Hey, what's up? You're on Triple J. It's the hottest. If you're a fan of Triple J, you'll know former Goodnights and Mornings presenter Linda Mariano. We wake up together. My name's Linda Mary But what you might not know is that Linda's been in a long-distance relationship for four years. Can you hear me? Yeah. Uh, this is Magnus. And this is how it sounds when we communicate. It's a bit shit. <laughs> but in 2020, that all changed. She hasn't been able to visit her boyfriend. So because she's in such a similar situation to so many people... She decided to share her experience on a new podcast called Tough Love. Here she is chatting to Triple J's Hopper and Hing about it. As a presenter, I never talked about my private life, never talked about my relationship. But for three years before I left Triple J, I was navigating a long distance relationship where every time it was possible, I was taking a week off to go to LA to visit my boyfriend. And then he would come and visit me in Australia. So we had always planned that at the start of 2020, I was going to relocate to America. And then within the space of a few months, like COVID happened, obviously, and it all just went balls up. And then now I find myself here and navigating a long distance relationship without the light at the end of the tunnel. And I think for a lot of people, what has happened in this last year is that the thing you, you realize that the things that you plan for You only have so much control over them. It's hard. It costs money and emotional energy. And as Linda said, with no light at the end of the tunnel, it's even tougher. I've done the long distance thing and one of the things that made it doable was having visits planned and knowing there was an end in sight. So I wonder, without that, is it worth holding on? Linda's going to investigate that through Linda Mariano's Tough Love, which you can subscribe to on your favourite podcast app. But I wanted to hear if it's worth it from other people who've been through it, like Cara from Melbourne, who has kept her long-distance relationship going for just over a year. Literally the worst year for it. I went on a trip to the US to meet some friends from uni and I ended up getting with his best friend, And he was a terrible host, so I just kind of spent all this time with his best friend. And then when it was time for me to go, I decided that I didn't want to leave him behind. So we decided to start a long-distance relationship. Wow. And your relationship really started almost 
just before um, the pandemic, right? Yeah, so I, I got back from my travels just before it started. Oh, no. So what did yeah. you think when that happened and they started shutting borders? Like, what what was going through your head? Well, at the start, you know, it didn't really seem all that bad. I was like, oh, you know, it'll be gone in six months or and then it turned into, into it'll be gone in a year and then obviously we're a year down the track and I still don't know when I'm going to see him, but it was just kind of like roll with the punches, you know, there's not really anything we can do about it. It's not like it's a situation we can control. So, yeah, just keep talking and, yeah, I guess just see him when I can. Yeah, totally. Cara, good luck to you. Um, I hope you, you get to get to see him soon. Yeah, thank you. I hope so too. <laughs> Thanks so much for sharing. Um, Steph in Perth, uh, you and your partner have been long distance several times in your relationship. Tell me about it. Um, yeah, we have. Uh, we got together in high school when I was about uh, 15. And um, since then, I've moved overseas a couple of times and we've done interstate for up to a year at a time. And so, yeah, it's been a bit of a challenge, but yeah, pretty, uh, not so new to it anymore. Yeah. And, and what sorts of ways have you gone about managing those long distance periods, like rules that you kind of have kind of set with each other to make it a bit easier? We really don't have a lot of pressure on each other to need to like schedule being in touch and stuff. It kind of comes naturally by now, but I think working into the smaller um, parts of our lives, like we'll just call each other when we're on our way home from work or um, when we're doing the dishes or cooking or something. And it's kind of like having company there and we just have each other on the line um, and we'll just be spending time that way. Like it's just nice and comfortable to still have them there even if they're not physically with us. Yeah, absolutely. Um, well, Steph, I'm glad it's working for you. That is one damn success story. Um, thank you so much for sharing. But Ainsley in the Cooler Nation, Melbourne, you uh, have not a success story. Tell me about it. Yeah, so I was living in the US, um, living and studying there. And when I finished up, well, I started dating a guy for like the last six months that I was there, an American guy. And when I finished up, I moved back home and he stayed there. So we did long distance for like six months and then he came to visit over Christmas and then I just had to call it quits because it was so, so bad. He could never commit to making time for me or like making me a priority. And I know that sometimes that comes with like bad connotations, like prioritizing your partner over above all else. So that's not what I was asking for. It's just like you're doing long distance, you're in completely different countries, different time zones. Like I needed him to be making whatever effort he could, like schedule a phone call with me, make time for me. But it was always like, oh, I'll call you then. But if something else comes up with work, I'm going to have to take it. So I guess that that was when I started to realize, like, this is not, like, I'm not getting the emotional support that I need. And that's, like, all you have when you're doing long distance. Lincoln in Melbourne. Um, Lincoln, tell me what's going on for you um, long distance wise. Yeah, so I started seeing this girl um, uh, that I'd met at work and then matched on with Tinder and we just started speaking every day and it just uh, really blossomed into this amazing, most amazing connection. Um, and it, we spent hours every day talking and it just made us both feel so good and we could see, you know, things happening. And then, of course, the second lockdown hit in Melbourne and just being able to take that next step as, you know, two people um, trying to see where things go was just so incredibly hard. Um, and being able to break down the barriers that you put up for yourself and, you know, build emotional and physical connections just became near impossible. And I just struggled so much trying to build that through a screen. 
Um, and you could try and do, you know, use the restrictions to do things like go on a date or something, but there was just nothing open. You couldn't do anything, those exciting adventure dates that really build you as like a couple. Um, and it just sort of plateaued over time. And it was eight months worth of texting and speaking. And yeah, it was just something that I struggled with so much to be able to, you know, open myself up when I hadn't had the chance to physically and emotionally. It can be really tough and long distance relationships might feel hard when you're in them. But what I want to know is, are they objectively less healthy for you than a regular relationship? What's actually happening in your brain and how does it differ? I love me some neuroscience and I feel like knowing the brain chemistry of the LDR can actually help you make it more successful. So here's clinical psychologist Amy Deramus, who's researched the ways being separated from your partner can impact all those feel-good, lovey-dovey hormones. At first, they get a lot more intense, as do your stress hormones. So you're really feeling the stress of being apart. That longing gets more intense. You know, eventually, you know, especially if you don't get to see each other even for visits very often, there's a risk that they will become less intense and you'll feel things start to fade. So you won't get as big a hit from the dopamine, that reward chemical. You won't get the same sense of reward, you know, when you FaceTime, when you Zoom, when you talk on the phone, um, if you haven't actually been together. And even that sense of um, oxytocin there, you know, if you're apart too long, there's a risk that it'll intensify at first and then it'll ease off. You're also talking about uh, some powerful stress chemicals, stress hormones that are going to kind of increase the sense of this separation being really unpleasant. Yeah, short-term separation actually intensify a relationship, but the long-term separation, you've got to figure out something to keep the affection and the passion going. Yeah, totally. Because, like, how does the presence of – because that's um, been researched as well, that the – even though long-term or, sorry, long-distance relationships um, can be as successful as um, close contact relationships, the presence of stress is something that is very in a long-distance relationship as opposed to a um, close contact relationship. So how does stress impact your ability to bond, to feel, to love somebody? Um, so stress affects the brain in really specific ways. It's connected to our fight or flight, which probably not good for a relationship. <laughs> so you might feel an urge to, you know, do whatever it takes to get away from the stress. It might make you a little bit more argumentative, things like that, potentially. You know, we just want to do anything to make that sense of being stressed stop. And that's where you get into problems. Um, it's one of the many, many factors, chemical social and otherwise, that could contribute to a relationship falling apart or having an infidelity, the desire to escape that very, very unpleasant fight or flight sensation. Yeah, of course. And and I suppose like the lack of presence means that those, you know, risks of things like infidelity um, are easier to, to indulge in when you're not in the same city or the same state or the same country. Yeah. So, I'm not saying that kind of like as an excuse. This isn't, okay, there are good reasons you're about to be unfaithful to somebody. Mm. That's definitely not what I'm getting at, but just that these are the risks that you're going to have to manage if you want to stay together long-term. Because it is so easy, in the moment at least, just keep in mind the tons of drama you're in for later on. But when your brain starts to associate the stress of being apart with one person, and then some other person just somehow manages to give you a little hit of one of the chemicals that feels good when you talk to them, 
that, like I said, is one aspect of the things that can contribute to a relationship falling apart over long distance. And does the brain chemistry going on change depending on whether or not you have like a visit or an end date in sight? I think so, because that would tend to decrease the stress. You might get a little bit more excitement. So let's say, you know, you're going to see him in a month, a week, whatever. You're going to start to get excited about that. So the happier chemicals are starting to come back because of the anticipation. The stress might be starting to ease off because you know that there's an end in sight. You know, having some date established for a visit or just knowing when this is going to be over, the separation could help a lot. What sort of differences are there with long distance? I, I think especially with um, relationships that are held mostly yeah, over text or video or the like, um, how does that compare and what are you missing out on when it comes to being in close contact? And do you think one is kind of healthier than the other? Right now, I think you make do with what you've got. Um, obviously, <laughs> the biggest thing you're missing is physical touch, and that is powerful. So to be deprived of physical touch um, actually can affect your health. So if people are feeling a little more poorly lately, they don't feel like they're in ideal health um, and they've, it's been, you know, 10 months, a year since they've had the chan- a chance to even hug anybody, that's you know, going to affect you. Uh, we were not meant to go without physical affection from somebody, family, friends, lover for that long. So that's probably one of the biggest things that you're going to be missing. Also, just a little experiences of being in somebody's life. When two people live close together, they know so much more about each other's lives and that creates a sense of intimacy. I mean, even if you're not in a long distance relationship and like Amy said, if you've experienced some sort of lockdown over the past year, you've probably felt that and realized how important it is to have physical touch, closeness and sexual connection. So if that's something that you really value, want and need and the vast majority of humans do and it's not looking like there's much of that in-person future for your relationship how do you know when to call it it's something that Imogen went through with her ex she hit us up on Instagram with a long distance quote-unquote success story or so she called it well it sounds like for a while it was but it came to a point where her first love An overseas fling that turned into a couple of years of intercontinental romance had to come to an end. Here's how it went down. So I had just finished school and I was on my gap year with my best friend. We were travelling around Europe and I met this beautiful boy, this beautiful English boy. But, you know, I only had a month ticket. So I came back to Melbourne and just could not stop thinking about him. So I just really spontaneously decided to book a ticket back to London. We ended up hanging out and I extended my flight. I was there for about three months and just fell absolutely head over heels for him. So much so that we were just like, we made an agreement that I would move back to Australia, get a visa and save up a bunch of money and then live with him. We, yeah, we said that we would be together. We would be boyfriend, girlfriend and... It was kind of weird because I didn't really know him that well. And I knew that I just was absolutely, I just adored him. That I, in that moment, I was like, I can, I can do this. It ended up, we were apart for a year. We didn't see each other for a whole year. But we had a bit of a system in place where we set a time every day. We spoke at the same time. Um, and then finally I had my flight booked and 
I moved over to London and moved straight in with him. Mm. Um, and then, yeah, we ended up dating for five years. And he moved to Australia. He got a visa. Yeah, and the only reason that we we actually split up was because we were quite young. I mean, we met when we were about 18 and it was like if we want to, you know, get married or – and I wasn't a huge fan of, fan of London. I didn't really want to live there. Um, he didn't really want to live in Australia, so we ended up um, pretty much breaking up at the airport as he left. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, it was kind of – it was really sad. It's interesting because, you know, there was the long distance part, which seemed to work. And then there was the together part, which seemed to work even more. But you got to a point where you realised you couldn't, like, that you were going to have to live separately. Why did you not think you could keep long distancing it that way? Like, why did you decide to call it quits at that apex? I guess this is what I think works and what makes a long distance relationship successful is if there's an end date mm-hmm. um, if you know and I think that I knew that I was sort of working towards you know getting a visa and saving up and I knew that I knew that I was definitely going to get over there but by the time we'd run out of our visas and yeah we had goals in mind you know I had a lot of things for me in Australia and he had a lot of things for him in London that we realized that we didn't really want to be in the same space. We wanted to be together but not in the same country, which was very sad. But, um, yeah, I guess that's when we knew it was the end because we had no intention on being in the same space again. I want to ask you the um, the million-dollar question, is it worth it? I still think, it, yeah, I think it's worth it. I do. I've always, I always know when I love someone and it's just so strong and I cannot think about anyone else. And I think if you have that with that person that you really, that you just do anything for them and you just, then I think that it's, you've got to keep it up because there will be a time where you'll be together, even if it's for, you know, a month and then you're part ways. But if the connection's strong enough, then I really do. I really think it's worth it. And actually, sometimes it makes it really exciting. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I mean, I really like my own time. I really like my own space. I'm very independent. Um, So it was kind of a perfect match where I had my, you know, independency. I could do what I wanted. I could be with my friends. I could, you know, yeah, just live by my own rules. But I I still had this person that that really cared about me and wanted to, to hear from me every day. Now that's something clinical psychologist Dr Lillian Najad agrees with. If it is something that suits your lifestyle and a type of relationship that works for you, then yeah, it's worth it. She says it comes down to the individual. And everyone's different, right? Got to do what works for you. I think that it really does depend on the couple and what the expectations are for the couple and the personalities of the couple and and whether they decide it's worth it or not. Do you think that there are certain couples or or personality types or people that it's just not kind of cut out for it, I guess? I don't know if there are certain personality types necessarily, but I just think, you know, when you're in love, it's worth it until it's not. And sometimes those practical things get in the way. And it's a matter of like how much 
patience you have, you know, um, what is your ability to manage the stress of not being with that person? Maybe also like, what does the rest of your life look to look like? You know, like it, it can't just be about your relationship, whether they're with you all the time or not, you know, you have to have your own life. So all of those factors kind of are at play when you're in a long distance relationship. And, you know, it's especially emotionally taxing when you don't know what the end game is. Like you might be planning for getting, you know, being like close and being in the same place. But like you said, with the pandemic, it's um, for some people, it's we can't really predict when that's going to be. So that that can be a really difficult place to be in. Amit from Sydney got in touch because he's in that situation right now, but he's trying to stay positive. He's got a pretty chill attitude about it. So we've been dating for more than one and a half years. Working for you and you're feeling it's okay? perfect. I think it's the most perfect thing, given because I'm so busy with work and uni, mm-hmm. and she's starting to be, um, she's doing her medicine, her small business, and uni as well. I think it's the perfect setup. Well, that's good that it kind of works for you and your yeah. um, your lifestyles. But how yeah. do you how do you feel about the fact you know like she's in Vancouver um, again? International travels really not on the cards at the yeah. moment, and not <laughs> and, and you don't know when it's going to come back. That's true. How do you feel about that? Like, is that um, tough to sit well, with? It kind of does. Look, I'll, I'll be honest, it does suck. But um, I've always been a big believer in like it's all in the haste is kind of a waste. Um, there's no rush. I mean, like, we're only 22. We have a whole life ahead of us. And if it's not meant to be right now in terms of seeing each other, then it's okay. But, like, we're not the type of people to dwell on it and be like, oh, my God, this sucks. What are we going to do one more year? So not, nothing like that. I mean, just, like, just put your head down, keep working, keep moving forward. Lillian, I think that's really um, an important point that Amit makes is to, you know, have that attitude of, well. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Like, so. It's, that's, yeah, it's about accepting the reality of your current situation and then making the best of it. So is that kind of like the the main thing to take away here? Like what are the important questions you can ask you and your partner and yourselves if you want to be realistic and, and, uh, you know, successful with the the future of your relationship? Well, I think the the main question that you've been asking is, is it worth it? And I, I think when you're in love, it is worth it until it isn't. And it's not, you know, it's not only based on what the outcome is. Of course, a lot of long distance relationships don't work out, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't worth it still. It's about the experience and your growth and what you learn about being in a relationship and what you want and what you don't want and all of those sort of, you know, the non-negotiables and all those sorts of things. So I think you just keep your, you know, accept the position that you're in, um, keep those communication lines open, be really creative and do things together Um, not just talk, but just do different things together. Uh, Be a good old school, you know, do romantic things. Maybe the old school stuff like sending care packages or writing love letters, you know, getting things in the mail um, or an old school version of a mixtape, like sharing a Spotify playlist that expresses your feelings. And it's okay that if it's a struggle, that's okay. Because sometimes the most meaningful things in life are a struggle. Uh, But you, in the end, get to decide whether it's worth it or not. 100%. I could not agree more. It's a really tough time. But whatever decision you make, like Lillian said, make sure it's the right decision for you. And remember, you're not alone. We had so many people DM us about their long-distance relationship struggles. So just know, everyone's sending you a big virtual hug right now. 
And if you ever need any help or have a story to share, get in touch through our Insta at Triple J The Hookup. Or you can shoot us an email, thehookup at abc.net.au. Catch you next time.